0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Post-Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Ronan. And once again, we do want to thank Corona Premier for sponsoring the Post-Post Podcast. Um, Are you ready to just get right the fuck into it? Because we lied last week. Last week, we were just like, this is it. We might get a few other trades, and no, we can uh, get our heads right out of of our asses after what we said last week.
1: Yeah, this is the true trade deadline episode. We will have a little bit more tomorrow, I think, happen. We're recording tonight, 1120 on Thursday, the second trade deadline. As a reminder, 3 p.m. tomorrow, March 3rd on a Friday. So we should have a couple more touch-ups next week's episode for you guys. But yeah, let's dive right into it. You want to start off with the Colorado Avalanche?
0: Uh, Yeah, let's do it i got to scroll all the way up because there's so much to talk about. Uh, So with everything going on, we're going to add up. uh, We're going to put in the cap space, uh, if applicable to these trades, just to let everyone know, like if teams were opening cap space throughout this. Uh, So let's start off with the Colorado Avalanche. They traded uh, forward Shane Bowers to the Boston Bruins in exchange for forward uh, forward, uh, goalie Keith Kincaid. Uh, Both have been sent to the AHL, and with Keith Kincaid, I wanted to bring this up to you that uh, I lost my bet earlier this uh, year. I put in my bet that said Keith Kincaid would not playing an NHL game. And then when this trade happened, I'm like, well, we looked that up and he played one game. So
1: Yeah, I think it was at the stretch where they were the both goalies, Omar and Swayman, were a little bit in and out of the lineup, so we ended up getting in for, you know, a backup game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stinks to see he's getting sent back to the AHL. Good news for us though, this reminded us uh, reminded us about our post to post picks. We're gonna be bringing that back this episode for you guys. We'll have one for you guys to jump in on with us too. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh kind of like a little, you know, prospect for uh you know, aging goalie, Agent I'll say, goalie, right? Yeah, yeah. But little AHL action. Hopefully, Shane Bowers can get himself up in the lineup.
0: You're gonna see a handful of these throughout this, but we're gonna throw them in there anyway. Um,
1: <clears throat> these are all in chronological order too. This is like the the oldest trades going into the newest, newest ones. Yep.
0: So by the end of this, uh, we're gonna be caught up. Or to to tonight's situation, we're gonna be caught up. So uh, moving on, we got the New York Rangers. They traded Vitaly Krafts off to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for forward William Lockwood and a 2026 seventh round pick. Kravtsov has 3 goals and 3 assists in 28 games played. Uh, Lockwood mainly played for the Abbotsford Canucks this season, recording 12 goals and 6 assists in 26 games played. Uh, Trading Kravtsov here helped open up $875,000 in cap for the Rangers, which we know now is for the Patrick Kane situation. So... Vitalik Kraftsoff uh, we talked about him earlier. How do you like him going to the Vancouver Canucks?
1: Yeah, I hope this is uh, a good move for him that'll get him into a lineup. You know, I could see him doing middle six minutes for this uh, Vancouver Canucks team. They could definitely use a guy like him. It didn't seem like he was going to get his shot with the New York Rangers because of how set their lineup was and even like the, when we get into it later on, how really set they are now. So, I think at the end of the day, this is a good change of pace for Vitaly Kraftsov, yeah. even though it's to a team that's you know not as good as the New York Rangers are.
0: No, I think he's gonna get the ice time that I think he wants with the Vancouver Canucks, like a team that's kind of resetting themselves. So, uh, might see a uh, better looking Vitaly Kraftsov possibly.
1: Yeah, I, I think agree. he had
0: a point that so we're recording on Thursday, the Vancouver. Canucks are currently playing. I think he's already got a point with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So things are kind of looking up for him. Yeah, exactly. All right, so moving on, uh, we're going to kind of go, th- go through these. Uh, the National Predators traded forward Nino Niederreiter to the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for a 2024 second-round pick. Niederreiter has 18 goals and 10 assists this season. This open up 8 mil or 4 mil uh, AAV per season for the Predators. So uh, Predators looking to open up some cast base here. Uh, I like this Nino, Nino – what am I trying to say here? I love Nino Nidorada. I think he's just a great player, all-around guy. I think Winnipeg Jets are uh, – I, I think they stole from the National Predators here. For the National Predators trying to open up Cass base. I think he's going to be – he's going to sit real well with the well, uh, the Jets here.
1: Yeah, I think it really is about the price point. They, they... – Got Nino Niederreiter in the offseason. I thought this was going to be really good for the Predators. They definitely came out of the gates slow this season and just kind of became a middling team that, honestly, us and anyone else has not really had much to say about this team outside of Roman Yossi, who Mm. had his career year last year and kind of just... You know, middle of the pack this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seeing him leave, you know, not even a full season in with the Preds was a little surprising to me. But mm-hmm. you're getting a 2024 second round pick, so I guess that's okay. But I mean, a guy like him, I feel like, is more useful in your lineup than sold as a pick.
0: Yeah, but. I don't know. Uh, good for the Jets. Good for the Jets. Good good, solid pickup for them. So, uh, I mean, we're like a little more than halfway through the season here, so hopefully you can uh, help pick up the pace with the Nashville Predators right now.
1: Yeah, three-quarters of the way through the season now. we got about 60 games under each of these teams' belts. Yeah.
0: Uh, moving on, we got the Montreal Canadiens. They traded forward Yevgeny Dadanov to the Dallas Stars in exchange for a uh, forward, Dennis uh, Guryanov. Uh, Dadanov has five goals and 14 assists this season. Guryanov has two goals and seven assists. Dadanov with a 5-mil cap, and Guryanov with a 2.9-mil cap opens up 2-mil in cap space for the Canadiens. Uh, so, again, um, Canadians try to open up something here, and... Uh, God God knows they fucking need it.
1: This is crazy to me. This is uh Dadnob's fifth team, and I feel like, you know, he only really had one bad season with the Senators where he only put 20 points in. I mean, he's only got 18 with the Canadians in almost as many games, but, like, the Canadians and the Senators aren't exactly the best teams in the world. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. Yep. He played really well with the Panthers, and I mean, maybe they sold high on him and got out early, like, like reading the tea leaves a little bit. 65, 70, and 47 points in three years he played for them, but. Fifth team in almost you know as many years, so that's that's kind of nuts to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I think uh, I think the Canadians got a. Uh no, what I'm trying to say, Dallas Stars really picked up a great, uh, great player with off too.
1: Yeah, and he was the one that got hung up in that Vegas trade too, saying he wasn't going over to L.A. I believe was the team. Oh yeah, uh, that's right, on his yeah. no trade clause last yeah. season. So mm-hmm. this could have been his sixth team potentially. You yeah, know, Yeah, holy shit. But I, I, I do that. think a great move for the Stars, who's looking to make a push to get over the, you know, the fringe line of of the middle of the pack in the West.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dallas Stars can't fucking do it. They've, they've really shown they're a great team. Uh, the goal of Jake Ottinger has been. Unbelievable this season and we just don't talk about them. I do want to kinda of, I actually wrote it down this time. I do want to kind of do a little breakdown on him next episode. So uh just to see where he's at because we're looking at the stats for goalies, especially like Linus Almarc is just like up there and stats and everything and Jake Orton just right there with the whole pack. So we never talk about him. So uh wait for that next episode, but we're gonna keep moving on to these trades here because we got about 50 more to go through. Uh, St. Louis Blues traded forward Ivan Barbashev to the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for forward Zach Dean. Barbashev has 10 goals and 19 assists. Dean drafted in 2021 30th overall by Vegas. Has 24 goals and 27 assists for the Olympics in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, Barbashev opens up a $2.2 million cap for the Blues here. So so at least some cap space for the Blues. And uh, actually looking at... um, we're gonna add Dean here. I think he's gonna be a solid little little guy to um, let kind of mature down in like the AHL, ECHL, whatever, and uh, maybe bring him up. So I think he's gonna be like a future type of player. And Bobichel, uh, Shev, Shev as we all know, is gonna be a uh, just a good good addition to the Vegas Golden Knights.
1: I yeah, think. definitely a guy that needed some new scenery. He was uh, in the race for the green jacket this year, leading almost leading the league in, in plus minus for, you know, not not on the good side. Um, and I think this came shortly after Craig Berube's comments the other day. So maybe he was singling him out and like really like looking at who needs to go from this you know roster. And oh, maybe also the cap space that this opens up. Is pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting Dean into the system, too, I think will be good for the Blues, who are looking to the future. The Vegas Golden Knights now have a great forward slot in here, new scenery. I think he'll do well here. He'll he'll turn the season around. And um, we also have some other news about the Vegas Golden Knights that, you know, this is a good addition to make them a contender, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. We'll be talking about that a little later on. But uh, let's keep moving here. So the Chicago Blackhawks traded defenseman Jack Johnson to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for defenseman Andreas Englund. Uh, Jack Johnson opens up a $950,000 cap for the Blackhawks, and Andreas Englund has three assists in 36 games played. Uh, England's an okay, an okay defenseman. I think this is more so cap, cap space opening for the Blackhawks, who are in dire need to pick up a few player, good players, maybe some more trade bait, or maybe something to just get them through the rest of the season and for uh, figure out off season moves and draft picks, you know?
1: Yeah, this was kind of crazy, too. Another guy that, you know, left the Colorado Avalanche after they, um, you know, won their Stanley Cup, won the Cup with them, went over to the Blackhawks, 58 games there, get this, minus 25. He's also in the race for the Green Jacket. Uh, <laughs> but back with his former team, hopefully he can give them a little lift, you know, back in a familiar locker room and – We'll see. A oh, bottom, well, see. bottom, uh, bottom, bottom pair D, probably.
0: Yeah, most likely. Uh, all right, so let's get it. We have a uh, like maybe five of these. This is a big one. This is one of the big ones that you guys heard about uh, by the time this episode drops, like earlier last week. Uh, so the San Jose Sharks traded for Timo Meyer for Timur Ibrahimov, Sorry, Ibragimov. I think that's how you say it. Defenseman Scott Harrington, defenseman Santeri Hataka. Goalie Zachary Edmund and a 2024 fifth round pick to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for forward Fabian Zetterlund, forward Andreas Johnson, defenseman Shakir Mukham-Adulin, Oh, I think I got that right. Defenseman Nikita Okartiak. Oh, oh is, is that how you say it? I'm butchering these right now. <laughs> this is yeah, so I'm glad fucking it's you and not me. <laughs> <laughs> a 2023 conditional first round pick. A 2024 conditional second round pick and a 2024 seventh round pick. Uh, Timo Meyer with 31 goals, second career most, and 21 assists so far this season. Uh, Timur Abraham. Abraham, Abraham, Why do I keep saying fucking this up? Ibrahimov. 11 goals and 21 assists with the Wichita Thunder and the ECHL. Uh, Scott Harrington is now with the Ducks, who we'll be talking about later on. Uh, Fabian Zetterlund has 6 goals and 14 assists with Devils. Andreas Johnson has 9 goals and 21 assists with the Utica Comets. Uh, and uh, Mukhamadulin was, uh, the, the, uh, sorry. He was the Devils' first-round pick in 2020, which was 20th overall. He has 6 goals and 19 assists in the KHL for the U- Yulayev in the KHL uh big big moves here I obviously the first thing you're gonna think of is Timo Meyer here because he was on the name block for uh, a little while with the San Jose Sharks big big name for the San Jose Sharks and uh, to see him moved uh is actually pretty impressive with all these names and all these draft picks too
1: early in the season you definitely saw you know rumblings of New Jersey Devils for him as a landing spot too for Timo Meyer which I thought was interesting like that far in advance to to you you know have a have a presumption that he's going to go there and then have it pan out like this. San Jose Sharks obviously looking for the future here. Ton of picks here, ton of prospects. This is going to be really good for them. You know, outside of the picks that they got, they got another guy who was drafted in the first round in twenty twenty, like you said, in mm-hmm. Muka Um And then on top of that, I think that they sold very high on Timo Meyer. Like you said, second career high for uh, for goals. Yeah. Uh, going over to the Devils, I'm not saying that he's not going to be a factor. Obviously, he is. He's going to be a top six guy. But I think that they have sent too much for him in a, in a sense. But mm-hmm. like, if you want to win, you have to win now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. it, the, strike while the iron's hot. They say so. I don't know. I think this is going to work out very well for both teams, and just just a great uh, great trade all around.
0: Right. I think New Jersey too. <clears throat> uh, I should say San Jose Sharks too. Uh, um. They really, they really kind of roped it in too with the uh, first round pick, the second round pick, and the seventh round and the uh, seventh round pick. I think uh, it definitely a look for the San Jose Sharks to be like, you know, we're, we're looking to the future now. Uh, we know what we need to do. We need to reset here and uh, good luck for the San Jose Sharks. And I, I, I you, I, you definitely said it. We're just like you're there at the team is at a point now you're going to sell high or like top name guys and this is exactly what they did
1: and it almost seems like they're trying to do the same thing with eric carlson but his contract is just too too much money and you know yeah they can eat some of it but like at the same time like you're going to move on from like the norris winning defenseman this year too like that's kind of crazy to to think about
0: yeah exactly all right so moving on from that, uh, we got the Nashville Predators. They traded forward Tanner Jeannot to the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for a defenseman Cal Foot, a conditional 2025 first-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick, and a 2023 third, fourth, and fifth-round picks. Uh, Tanner Jeannot has five goals and nine assists. He's a big fighter with five fights this season, with 85 pims, getting close to a li- getting close to his last season of 130 uh probably tampa bay getting ready for the playoffs i think um just a big dude who's has no problem fucking hitting people crush people fighting people getting in the way and that's exactly the type of guy that you need in the playoffs and i think uh tampa Bay is looking to uh the near future for them
1: so this is where it starts to get crazy for me right when these happen because i said all right new jersey is sending so many picks they're buying in they're getting the guys that they want Uh, The Rangers did the same thing for Tarasenko last week, and now the Tampa Bay Lightning are also selling so much of the future Mm -hmm. to try and buy in now and get some depth so that they can go on a playoff run too. The East, every team is buying in right now. If I was, like, as weird as it sounds, if I was a team, I'd almost feel better, like, kind of standing pat and letting everyone else get strong around me this year and then fucking giving it to them next year. You know what I mean? Like, if your team, if you're looking at your roster and you're like, We are going to be the same next year as our core group. Like, we shouldn't be mortgaging the future this year because everyone else is. And if everyone else does that, they're going to be SOL in the next years to come. And if we can maintain, you know, like an even keel, you know, par level here, like, we can, you know, ride out this storm this year. You know, obviously it's going to be a battle, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm getting very long-winded in it, but, like, this is getting crazy with how much they just traded for Tanner Janot, who yeah. I think is going to be a bottom six guy on this team. Yes, he's going to add, add grit, add, you know, yeah. the rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely a Tampa Bay Lightning player in yeah. in a sense. Um but just so much, and so much. you know, another team that sold high on him—like he is not m- meeting expectations for what he did last season. Mm. Uh, he was like the talk of the league last season as a rookie. So, right. I don't know. That's just uh, my two cents on that one.
0: We did talk about all—I mean, all these picks too: third, fourth, and fifth round picks in twenty twenty. That's literally this season. Uh, uh, we talked about how kind of set the Tampa Lightning is or are just in general. Like they're they're good for a little while here. They they know the plays they have and all all it is now is kinda connecting like the last bit of
1: pieces when and if they need it. And I think that's yeah, what and for all those picks to go for like what, you want a fourth fucking you cup? Fourth you know what cup, I mean? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Third, go, fourth, buddy? fifth, like how many are we gonna go how for right? here? <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. As as many as uh, Tampa Bay Lightning can get, you know that's yeah. that's what the fucking pushes. So uh, it'll be interesting. I kind of want to see him how he fits in. Well, how we I should say how he fits in with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning here, and uh, we'll see it. I feel like all these trades too. Um, I don't think you might not see something right away. Like obviously, you're on a different team. Every team has like a different way of like playing. Like. I, They're either very defensive or very offensive or they're just like a full-blown team. And for a a guy to come over from like an all-offensive team to a a, a core that's just like, no, we're a well-rounded team, like it takes a while to figure shit out. So I feel like a bunch of these trades, you're not going to see anything like stats-wise or anything crazy for like another maybe
1: week or so. And the other side of it is another few years once these picks pan out. Now you can really see who's won these trades and who's lost them, you know? Right, exactly, exactly. All right, so moving
0: on, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers have traded, uh, in quotes, future considerations to the Nashville Predators in exchange for Isaac Radcliffe. Uh, Radcliffe had, uh, has nine, two goals and two assists with the Lee Valley Phantoms of the AHL. So it's just, uh, yeah, some future considerations. That's it. There we go. There we go. Uh, here we go. So the Chicago Blackhawks traded defenseman Jake McCabe. Forward Sam Lafferty, a 2024 conditional 5th round pick and a 2025 conditional 5th round pick. To the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for forward Joey Anderson, forward Pavel Gogolev, a 2025 conditional 1st round pick and a 2026 second round pick. Uh, Jake McCabe, a solid playmaker with two goals and 18 assists, uh, tied for career high and assists this season. Uh, Lafferty in the middle of a career high season with 10 goals and 11 assists. Joey Anderson mainly played for the Toronto Marlies this season with 14 goals and 13 assists. And Pavel Gogolev played in the ECHL for the Newfoundland Growlers with 21 goals and 27 assists. So, I mean, all these players are just like either assist machines, goal machines, or goal and assist machines. So uh, you're either looking – like Chicago Block Blackhawks had yeah, too. You're either looking at the future, or you're looking for now in this trade. That's what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, I mean they traded away two prospects in a, in a way. You know what I yeah. mean? Jake mm-hmm. McCabe, I guess, is is in the roster and active, but yeah. uh, and then you traded up your picks in 2024 and 2025 to a first and a second yeah. in the following two years, 25 and 26. Mm-hmm. So you you've sold a little bit of. Um, you know, of what you have right now for picks down the line and an extra player in there, too. Mm-hmm. Or, or, sorry, a trade up in forwards, a, right. de- a defense for forward, yeah. whatever. Jesus Christ, I'm butchering it.
0: No, you're good. I, I, I definitely sensed, like, especially the whole Patrick Kane situation, I definitely sensed the uh, maybe like a slap in the face of the Chicago Blackhawks organization where we're just like, all right, our top guy who we drafted number one overall, wants the fuck out of here like
1: well i i think it's more the sense of like listen like we're we're rebuilding i don't want to do that i'm all set i want to go keep winning you know you need to respect that as a team in a way you Mm -hmm. know right they held out a little bit too long so like it became a little bit disrespectful you know what i mean right um but yeah i mean and then we're going to get to it later on it just kept the the dominoes kept falling too so exactly they're definitely in full rebuild mode now
0: Mm mm-hmm well, speaking of a rebuild here, the Vancouver Canucks uh, they traded defenseman Riley Stillman to the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for forward Josh Bloom. Uh, Stillman is a defenseman that can lay hits and drop the gloves when needed, and Josh Bloom has 19 goals and 23 assists for the North Bay Battalion of the OHL. Um, big move here for Vancouver Canucks. Again, uh, Josh Bloom to the Vancouver Canucks here. I think, uh, again, another team looking for the future here, looking for a rebuild, and Riley Stillman with the Buffalo Sabres is going to be a good little fill in here, especially with, like, talking about the Buffalo Sabres, we're talking about, like, uh, like the young guys here. And the young guys, like the new group of guys are just, like, they don't fight. It's more skill and everything, and this is, when, this is where Riley Stillman comes in, where you get that guy with the grit and everything to help back up like these your top guys yeah you know and i think uh Puffle sabers are might be looking into the future here with uh whatever they can muster up for the playoffs but still uh a good a good player to get uh just in general for their team
1: yeah exactly i'll give you a little break here i'll start ra- rifling some of these off for you okay The Edmonton Oilers have traded forward Jesse Pugliarvi to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for the rights of unsigned draft pick forward Patrick Pistola. Pugliarvi has five goals and nine assists this season, and Pistola has 15 goals and 23 assists in the Finnish Elite League for the Jukerit McKellie. He was the Hurricanes' third-round pick in 2019. Um, Finally seeing some movement on Pugliarvi. He's been a name that's been tossed around. Hasn't really, you know— Stood out too much on that first line with McDavid and Dreisaitl, but how the hell could you with those two guys on your line? Right, exactly. Um, it just seemed like there seemed to be some kind of, like, divide between them in, in a sense, but not really, you know. Mm. I feel like they keep things close to the best there. Um, but, yeah, all that just for, you know, a, a big prospect, I guess. Right. Um, hopefully he turns into something, though. Finish elite leagues, no joke. So hopefully something.
0: Uh, great pickup for the Carolina Hurricanes, too. Pugliavi is just an all-around just great player as well. Uh, if the Bruins, I still say if the Bruins weren't doing whatever the fuck the Bruins are doing this season, Carolina Hurricanes. I mean they still are, but holy shit, like their team just in general is a huge fucking threat. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be a scary team come the playoffs. And uh, I think Jesse Pugliav is really gonna help out with the uh, with the organization. And then yet again uh, with uh, Pustola here with the uh, with the Edmonton Oilers here. I mean they don't really need. They don't really need to look into the future, but it's, uh, it's a good little pickup for them, That guy that they can have and like kind of let bloom and figure shit out. And
1: yeah, like, I think he'll make his way into the lineup, too, because everyone's going to bump up with Poole Yarby out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I also think Poole Yarby is a great fill-in for uh, Max Pacioretty, who's done for the season with his Achilles again. So oh, yeah. I think that's really the only thing the Hurricanes needed to replace in this trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks traded the rights to an unside draft pick as well. Defenseman Henry Throon to the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a 2024 third-round pick. Throon currently plays for Harvard University with five goals and 21 assists, and he was drafted in the fourth round in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good assist numbers for a defenseman.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. As I was looking at his stats, like, ooh, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, you've yeah, got two, two teams looking just in the future, looking at a rebuild here, so... Nothing too, too crazy to talk about here. I think uh, the biggest pickup here, I think, would be the 2024 third-round pick. I think picks right now for both these teams are, like, gold, you know?
1: Yep. The Washington Capitals also traded forward Marcus Johansson to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for a 2024 third-round pick. Johansson having a comeback season with 13 goals and 15 assists so far. This opened up $1.1 million in cap space for the Capitals.
0: Good. Good move for the Caps. Um, they're out on this season, I think. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but Minnesota Wild ain't. Uh, so I don't know. Just I maybe I feel like this could be in like a one for one. Maybe I like Marcus Johansson, but I think he's definitely like in the same spot. No, maybe not. What
1: like in the Wild roster? Like when you put him in there? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think yeah. he could be that middle six forward. You know. Yep. He'll yeah. He'll slot in pretty nice. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's crazy to think when you say thirteen goals, fifteen assists, that like. You know, he, he fits in the middle. But, like, when you have, like, guys like Kirill Kaprizov and that whole fucking first line, you're like, oh, okay, yeah there's, yeah.
1: there's a lot of opportunity in Minnesota to work with the guys around you too, I think, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. The Toronto Maple Leafs have traded defenseman Rasmus Sandin to the Washington Capitals in exchange for defenseman Eric Gustafsson in a 2023 first-round pick. Sandin, who's a playmaker, has four goals and 16 assists this season. Gustafson, who's also a playmaker, has seven goals and 31 assists this season, which is a second career high so far. First-round
0: pick for the Toronto Maple Leafs is fucking, that's insane to this think This
1: year, about. too. For this that's year, nice. too.
0: That's wild. For feel like for a team that's doing really well just in general this season to like grab another like first round pick that's that's really that's really good for the Toronto Maple Leafs here. Yeah.
1: And the upgrade from Sandin to Gustafson I think is going to be huge and like I said Capitals out on this season they're going to use that uh sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they're going to they're going to use that pick this year. Sorry, Jesus. I got real confused with the wording there. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is uh clear signs of the uh the times, you know.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Um I'm going to move in to the Toronto Maple Leafs here, because we just talked about them. Ford Pierre Engvall to the New York Islanders in exchange for a 2024 third-round pick. Engvall has 12 goals and nine assists, and this opens up a 2.25 mil in cap for Toronto. So yet again, Toronto have already making some moves here, open up some cap, uh, moving uh, moving Pierre Engvall here to the Islanders. Who I think the Islanders I think he'll fit in well with the Islanders. Islanders are just doing really well this year. I think they might be looking for a few more pieces to the puzzle. I don't know if Engvall is going to be that guy, but 12 goals and 9 assists is still still a good good player to grab there. So
1: Yeah, bottom 6, maybe depth, maybe looking at getting out of the middle and getting into the playoffs there. Yep, exactly. The Vancouver Canucks traded defenseman Luke Shen over to the Maple Leafs as well in exchange for a 2023 third round pick. Shen has three goals and 18 assists, which is his second career high, and he opened up 850000 in cap space for the Canucks. Maple Leafs getting a ton of picks here, so this is nice. Yep, yep.
0: This is exactly what we want. Well, not, not this exactly what we want. That's exactly what, what you want. want. That's the exactly big, what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, first, uh, first big place Maple Leafs guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the New York Rangers traded forward Austin Rushoff to the National Priorities in exchange for. Here we go. Future considerations. That dude's bouncing all around the league. Austin has two goals and nine assists with the Hotford Wolfpack of the AHL. So some uh, future considerations, and uh, I wish there was a way to find out, like people cashing in on future situa- uh, considerations.
1: Yeah, to see what they actually turn into. I yeah. think it basically just is, you know, a good relationship with the team, the yeah. other team. So you have a good trade partner at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. I, I just wish like there was like NHL website or just like. Future Considerations was sold this week, and this is what they got.
1: Future Considerations were considered, and now we're now we repaying our debt. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Nashville Predators made a big splash here. They traded defenseman Matthias Eckholm in a 2024 sixth-round pick to the Edmonton Oilers in exchange for defenseman Tyson Barry, forward Reed Schaefer, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2024 fourth-round pick. Wow. Eckholm with five goals and 13 assists with the Predators. Barry, a goal scorer and playmaker, 10 goals, 33 assists so far this season. And Schaefer has 23 goals and 24 assists with the Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL.
0: Tyson Berry is a massive pickup for the National Predators here. Uh, we just talked about National Predators at least five times throughout this. So Predators are just like really making some moves. And Tyson Berry is just like a solid guy. Uh, I don't know if uh, Edmonton Ouelles helps him out in that situation with all the assists, but I think National Predators are going uh, are gonna, to are gonna keep him up there. I think yeah. Nashville Predators always do good with, like, offensive defensemen, too. I think of, like, P.K. Subban. I think about Shea Weber Roman and everything. Yossi. Roman Yossi. Mm-hmm. Like, they do really well in that situation. So I think uh, I think uh, Tyson Barry is just going to fit in real fucking well with the uh, Nashville Predators.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy to see the Edmonton Oilers move on from him as well. But, like... The defenseman in Canada, I feel like once you get a target on your back, like people look at you different. And I think Tyson Barry didn't exactly have like the target, but like people looked at him like, oh, I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Matthias Ekholm, he'll probably step his game up there. He'll be on a better team with a better roster, so yeah, you, sh- you should expect to see the stats kind of flip a little bit, you know?
0: Yeah, just a little, yeah, just a little bit.
1: The oh. Columbus Blue Jackets have traded forward Gustav Nyquist to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for a 2023 fifth round pick, opening up 5.5 million in cap space for the Jackets. Huge. Nyquist has 10 goals, 12 assists so far this season.
0: Nice. Yeah, huge, huge little cap space for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Again, like a bad team in the NHL. So
1: to a team uh, like Minnesota too, who is going to be fighting the cap for the next few years, that's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. So this is the one, everyone. Uh, this is, this is a huge one, and a in, in a crazy one, but this is this was the big news this week. The uh, Chicago Blackhawks traded, finally traded forward Patrick Kane and defenseman Cooper Zek to the New York Rangers in a three-way trade with the Arizona Coyotes. The Blackhawks received defenseman Andy Walensky, a 2023 conditional second-round pick, and a 2025 fourth-round pick from the Rangers, and defenseman Ville Saaj. Sargi- sorry. Vili Sarjavi from the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes received a 2025 uh, third-round pick in the process. Patrick Kane has 16 goals and 29 assists so far this season. Zach has 5 goals and 5 assists with the Indy Fuel of the ECHL. Uh, Walensky has 4 goals and 12 assists with the Hartford Wolfpack of the AHL. And Sarjavi has 11 goals and 22 assists in the Swiss League with the Langnau Langnau Tigers. Uh, The Blackhawks are... uh, Crazy part about this cane shit So the Blackhawks retained 50% of Kane's cap, and because Arizona was part of the trade, they retained 25% of his cap. So the Rangers only are paying 25% of Patrick Kane's cap, which is pretty fucking crazy to think about.
1: Yeah, Chicago got fucked here. I mean, they had no choice but to send Kane where he wanted to. He wants to go to the Rangers. He's going there. I have a no-trade clause. Like You're going to do what I say now. Mm -hmm. And he put it out there that he wants to be there, so the Rangers are basically like, we'll give you whatever the hell we feel like giving you. You know what I mean? You're not going to get any value now because— Because the trade is set, yeah. Kane is coming here, and you can take what we give you and like it. Right. For them to retain fifty percent, though, that is nuts. They definitely have the space for it, but kind of sucks to see um, end of an era in Chicago. That's all they really and, got.
0: End of a huge era in Chicago. They hold Jonathan Tays and uh, Patrick Kane. Era is just gone. You yeah. know, kind of wild.
1: The Rangers are going to be fucking lethal in the playoffs now. <sighs> just scary.
0: Sc- Kane needs to just. Again, like I said, like a week from now, I think he's going to really settle in with the team, and then that's when shit's going to get really fucking lethal.
1: Well, I think he's got 10 points in like five games or seven games, something like that lately. Yeah. It's nuts. All
0: right. So uh, this happened this morning? Did I send you with this one?
1: I remember yeah, waking Yeah, pretty, pretty surprising trade here.
0: <sighs> so I'm just, this is literally verbatim what I wrote here. So the scumbag LA Kings traded goalie Jonathan Quick. A 2023 conditional first round pick and a 2024 third round pick to the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov and goalie Jonas Corposalo. Quick would not stay long in Ohio sorry, Quick would not stay long in Ohio. Uh, he was traded to the Las Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for goalie Michael Hutchinson and a 2025 seventh round pick. Uh, Quick was not aware that he was being traded, and through comments by Drew Doughty and Anze Kopita, they made it clear that it was it was very upsetting uh, time for everyone on the team as well. Uh, Quick has had a rough season with a 3.50 GAA and a .876 save percentage, which are the worst stats in his career. Uh, Quick is four wins shy of tying John Van Breesbrook for second among U- United States-born goalies in NHL history. With 374, Ryan Miller is in first with 391. Uh, so let's move on here. Before I, I, I want to talk about quick, but moving on, uh, we got the Gavrikov had three goals and seven assists with the Jackets. Kopasalo had a 0.913 save percentage and 3.13 GAA, which is pretty surprising for a shit team like Kopasalo. Like really, kind of still hanging on there. Uh, Hudson, only seven games played with the Henderson Silver Knights of the AHL with a .897 save percentage and 2.74 GAA. So a lot of goalies. But this whole, <clears throat> I woke up, no one expected it. Jonathan Quick was just like, we just, I, I, shit you know, we just talked about him the uh, last week of the week before. Just like Jonathan Quick might have been like the, uh, last goal is in the a- NHL to, like, stick with the team throughout yep. his fucking career. Yep. And then this morning I go on Instagram, like, I woke up. I just scroll Instagram, and the first thing I fucking see is Jonathan Cook was traded. I'm like,
1: Very what? surprising. Yeah, no real word of it. Everyone has talked about how L.A. needs goaltending, but there was never really words of Jonathan Quick being on the trade block.
0: Right, nothing. And uh, all of a sudden, I, apparently Quick was just stabbed through the back with, and again, like another flurry situation where – the, the organization just treats like their guys like shit. And, well, it's a business,
1: uh, but yeah, I think you should have given him a little bit have of a heads, heads up. up. Especially since he's
0: been your guy that's won you two Stanley Cups. It, it, you should have at least treated him with some kind of respect for how long he's been with the organization. Be like, hey, listen, like bring him into the office. Be like, hey, listen, we're thinking about training you, this and this, but out of fucking nowhere, just like, hey, listen, skedaddle. Yeah,
1: but I mean, this is going to be huge for the Kings. I think that having Jonas Corposalo in there is going to be so great for them come playoffs. Gabrikov is a sick defenseman. He's going to be top pair, second pair easily, I think. Um, Michael Hutchinson, prospect, uh, in a sense, is going to do pretty well for Columbus as well. Like, I think it's a win-win-win all around. The only thing that I think is going to become an issue is the Vegas Golden Knights aren't going to know what to do when Laurent Brassois comes off of that IR. You're going to have Brassois, Hill, and Quick, like... What do you do there? One of know? those,
0: one of those guys I'm being sent down. I think, I think, uh, I think I just read something before tonight that said before we recorded tonight that said Bruce Cassidy loved the fact that um, that Jonathan Cook is coming over because he's going to bring some like veteran presence to like the uh, to the ring uh, to the locker room, especially as a goalie, especially as a goalie who won two Stanley Cups. I think he's going to really help the, the goaltending situation. So I think because of what he said, I think Jonathan Quick's not moving anyway. He's going to be with the. Uh, is so that back backup or start up for Aiden Hill? I don't think Lauren Persuade is doing that well. Now I'm thinking about it. Probably Aiden Hill. I don't
1: know. That's I don't know thought. what they're going to do. But they also have Barbashev coming over, too, to Vegas. So I, th- I think that they're kind of like, you know, at the beginning of the season, we were like, holy shit, they're just giving away guys, like, for nothing at the end of the day, Vegas. Mm. And now they're kind of, like, bouncing back from that, getting back to not a square one, but like a – You know, a fringe playoff team, even though they're fucking like second in their division or whatever Mm -hmm, right now. Right. So yeah, good to see.
0: Good to see. So I hope it kinda works out on the end for quick. Quick coming from like the LA Kings team that's been kind of in the middle to It's gonna make an
1: awesome Kings Knights rivalry game. It's gonna yeah, it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be sick.
0: But they gotta throw they gotta throw quick and net.
1: Yeah. They're definitely gonna do it. Oh yeah, that one's circled on his calendar right now.
0: It's circled on my calendar right now. Alright, uh, moving on uh from the whole debacle, the Colorado Avalanche have acquired Ford Lars Ella from the Washington Capitals in exchange for a twenty twenty five second round pick. The Capitals will also be retaining thirty-one percent of Ella's salary. What a number. Yeah, right. Ella has seven goals and nine assists this seasons so far. This opened up three point five mil in cash space for Colorado. Uh Colorado finally putting their fingers in the uh in the little trade deadline here, but uh, got a little cast base for them. I think uh, with the talent that the Colorado Avalanche had, yeah, they might be looking to the off season to make some uh, signs here. So that's, that's that's my thought with the Colorado Avalanche. I like Glazella, yeah. too.
1: I, I do, way. too. I think he's going to slot in well. You also have Jack Johnson on D, so they did get a couple moves here, but not too much that you want to shake up with this team. You know, they're starting to get their wheels turning. They're getting some wins under their belt and bouncing the season back from, you know, kind of like a mediocre season for them, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good to see him into this team, I think. And again, Capitals getting some picks in.
0: Yep. Uh, moving on, we got the Carolina Hurricanes. Yet again, they have acquired defenseman Shane Gostisbehere from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for a 2026 third round pick. This opens up 4.5 mil in cap for Arizona, which is great for them. Spear has 10 goals and 21 assists so far this season. Uh, so, again, Carolina Hurricanes just getting scarier and scarier and scarier. He's going right to be
1: now. so sick for them, dude. Oh, I'm excited God. for that. I like Ghost a lot.
0: Yep, he's going to be fucking sick. I, I can't say enough. Like This trade is going to be really fucking good uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes, and they're going to be Scary as shit come playoffs.
1: 10 goals and 21 assists for the Arizona Coyotes, too. Like, that's great. Now he's going to be playing for the Hurricanes. Think about what he's going to do there with the offensive firepower that team has. Right.
0: Can you imagine the boost, too? you going from, like, a shit-ass team to, like, the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, oh, damn. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks have acquired defenseman <laughs> Phil Peronic and a 2023 fourth round pick from the Red Wings in exchange for a conditional first in 2023, a second round in 2023. And heronic has nine goals and 29 assists this 29
0: season. 29 assists. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Good, good pick.
1: Good presence for the Canucks.
0: Good pick up for the Canucks, yeah. Yep. Uh, moving on, we got the Ottawa Senators. They have acquired defenseman Jacob Chitren from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for a conditional first-round pick in 2023 a conditional second-round pick in 2024, and a second-round pick in 2026. Chitrin has seven goals and 21 assists, which is second-most in his career so far this season. Uh, he's been another name on that fucking trading block list that people have just kind of been waiting to see where the hell he lands up. And uh, it's cool to see that it lands in Ottawa Senators. Um, Ottawa, again, we talked about him earlier this season, middle of the season. Uh, they are a team looking for... A few more pieces to the puzzle to complete the... Complete their puzzle, and I think Chitron's going to really help him out here.
1: Yeah, I think that they were really the only one willing to pay a price like this. It's kind of like a womp womp trade. Like, I, I feel like it could have been a lot more. It could have been a lot cooler, more of a splash. But he goes to Ottawa, which is great for him. It's a great market, good team. They're young, they're, they're growing. So uh, I think he had an interview with them too. He's got like a lot of family there. But for him to go for a conditional first, conditional second, and a condi- uh, second round in 26, like yeah. that's huge. That's exactly what the Coyotes need right now. Yeah. And I think it's a win win on both sides.
0: Oh, 100%. 100% with
1: you. Uh, so the
0: LA Kings going to bring them up again. They acquired goalie Eric Portillo from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for a 2023 third-round pick. Portillo currently plays for University of Michigan with a .908 save percentage and a 3.01 GAA. So, again, LA Kings looking for goalies. Maybe another goalie to <laughs> look Throw at him in the, the mill. And fucking whatever. <laughs> Uh, so moving on, the Vegas Golden Knights have acquired forward Teddy Bluger from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for defenseman Peter uh, Deliberator. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And a, third, <laughs> a third-round pick in 2024. Bluger having a slow season with two goals and eight assists, and Peter has three points with the Savannah Ghost Pirates of the ECHL. I was talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins last uh, episode where I don't think I did – I didn't. I don't think I said Bluger. And then when I saw it, I remember you asking, like, the two players that, like, I had – um, now that I can't remember the, who the hell the Penguins players two were. Two players about,
1: that you had? What do you
0: mean? I, remember I was talking about the two uh, Pittsburgh players. they like, who would you trade from like, the Penguins and for who? Oh, I, yeah. I, Um. But Blueger definitely wasn't on that list, but I don't know. I did like Teddy blueger He's having a rough season. Uh. But, I don't know, maybe he can uh, Maybe he can turn around with the Vegas Golden Knights here. maybe. Maybe a good line for him might change shit around so yeah
1: and that's the only player that they really lost at this trade deadline too so far well at least this week for what we've covered the, yeah, the penguins right. and i kind of expected them to do a little more um i think bluger going to the knights it's a good fit bottom six forward you know like mix him yeah. in and I, I think i'm like kind of staring at my little uh my little future bet on the knights and just really <laughs> crossing my fingers for quick <laughs> to get one more on his way out the door you know
0: i'm with you on that fuck i love to see that shit
1: uh, the San Jose Sharks have acquired forward Vladislav Nemesnikov from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for forward Michael Esimont. Uh Nemesnikov has six goals and nine assists this season. Essamont has four goals and nine assists between the Jets and the Sharks.
0: Nemesnikov's like a big, big name um, just in general. Anything, thinking, I think, uh, anything I think of Nemesnikov. Do you have his DB up? He, didn't he play for uh, the Carolina Harkins? I feel like every time I see Nemesnikov's name, I'm like, Kansas.
1: I think it's kind of crazy to see them move on from him. Like, I feel like he's still pretty young, and like he still has kind of like more to get to. But maybe the Sharks see something in him that you know they don't see. Well, he's not that young actually; he's thirty. Um, <laughs> maybe they see that like, all right, the ceiling's been hit. Like, he's not going to grow anymore. Like, become any better than where he's at. So this Ace Monk guy guy's probably much younger. Um, and yeah, nemesikov has been bounced around quite, quite a bit: Lightning, Rangers, Senators, Abs, Red Wings, Stars, Lightning, Sharks.
0: Well, I'm thinking about someone else then. This was named. Damn, he has been bouncing around. Holy shit! Yeah, I didn't
1: realize shit. that he changed teams that many times. Well, I really well, just thought of the Lightning. You know, for him. Huh, That's crazy.
0: Wild. But uh, yeah, again, again, a uh, get little pick up for uh, again. What, what are you going to do? Tampa Bay Lightning, San Jose Sharks. It's these guys are just looking for something to pick up at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Penguins also acquired forward Michael Granland from the Nashville Predators in exchange for a second round pick in 23. Granland has nine goals, 27 assists with the Preds. So, mm-hmm. big pickup for the Predators. Um, yeah.
0: Big pickup for the Penguins, too. Yeah. I like that.
1: They just need those picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. I think Michael Granlund is, is going to fit in pretty nicely where um, Teddy Bluger was lacking. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I can that's see a good, that. That's a good upgrade. I
0: can see that now. Uh, the Boston Bruins, who weren't really in part of this whole trade thing, have acquired forward Tyler Batuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for a first-round pick in 2024 and a fourth-round pick in 2025. The Red Wings will also be retaining 50% of Batuzzi's salary. Batuzzi has four goals and 10 assists coming off a career-high season. This trade comes after it was announced that Nick Foligno and Taylor Hall would be out indefinitely. So Boston Bruins kind of like last-second move here be like, shit, we need fucking someone and Damn, they rope in this dude
1: yeah they're pretty lucky honestly as bad as it sounds that Felino and Hall went out now and not like you know two days from now after the trade deadline now you can't fill that gap with a guy like Tyler bertuzzi mm-hmm. uh, bertuzzi's definitely good to bring in fifty percent of the salary staying on re- the Red Wings is good um they got Orlov and Hathaway who are slotting in nicely already. Uh, but they're just selling their picks and doing the same thing all the other East teams are. We got to buy in now and win a cup this year.
0: Yeah, and we just talked about the Bruins last uh, last episode. We're just like they just they're shit at picks, but they fucking great at training. So it's just like yeah, you know, take it. Might you as well, know. right? Might as well. Uh, we got a few more left here. The Arizona Coyotes have acquired Ford Jacob Voracek and a sixth round pick in 2023 from the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for goalie John Gillies. Uh, Voracek only played 11 games this season, uh, has one goal and five assists, and has been out with concussion issues. Gillies, playing for the Tucson Roadrunners of the AHL, has a 3.70 GAA ugh, and a .878 save percentage. Ugh. Uh, but the Blue Jackets did open up 8.225 million in cap, so that's, that's uh, crazy that's money to lose. Wild. Yep, for a shit goalie. Fuck yeah, I'd take that in a heartbeat. They just
1: dumped it on the fucking yotes, and they it. don't care. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they got a six-round pick out of it too, so I mean, whatever. Whatever. Oof, that's tough, though. That's rough. Yep. That's probably like the hardest-looking trade that we've looked at yeah, so that's far, right? <laughs> a guy, guy with <laughs> concussion <laughs> issues, a bad goalie, and here's eight million cap space. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Bedroom we'll play that. Bedroom will we'll fucking pay that. He doesn't want to leave uh, Arizona. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have acquired Ford and his Bjork from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for future considerations yet again. Bjork has eight goals and 17 assists with the Rochester Americans of the AHL. Um, I must just say here or be honest. Uh, so moving on, the Edmonton Oilers have acquired forward Nick Bukestad and uh, defenseman Cam Denine from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for a third-round pick in 2023 and defenseman Michael uh, Kesselring. I think that's how you say it. The Coyotes will retain 50% of Bukestad, Bukestad's salary. Uh, Bukestad has 13 goals and 10 assists. Denine has 4 goals and 31 assists with the Tucson Roadrunners of the AHL. And Kesselring has 13 goals and 9 assists with the biggest field, Condors of the AHL. Um, so, I, again, going back to the whole Nick Bukestad thing. I think Nick, Nick Bukestad, if I can say that right. Uh, the big name here coming to the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I think it's going to be a solid pickup for them.
1: Hopefully, Cam Denne might be able to get into the lineup too. Maybe not this season, but next season, like four goals and twenty-one, uh, sorry, 31, thirty-one assists in the AHL. Like, I think he could be something for them eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Bukestad and and again, Coyotes eating salary left and right.
0: Damn, I just I, I just noticed that too. We literally talked about fifty percent of Bukestad's salary. Jesus Christ, where's that money going?
1: Uh, I think they're just paying all their guys 750 k Welcome <laughs> to the NHL. You can call it the NHL, but this is the AHL. The Anaheim Ducks have acquired forward Dylan Secura from the Chicago Blackhawks, but this one's so no- new that we don't really know what the Blackhawks are getting in return yet. Sakura has 14 goals and 18 assists with the Rockford Ice Dogs of the AHL, and I would probably go ahead and say that they might be looking at some future considerations. considerations. That guy, uh, just and we do have one last one that just came in over the waiver wire too. The Dallas Stars have acquired Max Domi from the Chicago Blackhawks there in exchange go. for a second-round pick in 2025. Uh, that Max Domi is just being bounced around left and right. This is, is like one of his new teams, but like he slotted in nice on like a lot of the teams that he's been to. Like even though he's in in the like hockey sense the term like a suitcase. Yeah. I don't think there's any negative connotation with him. Like no. he's just kind of going to each he's of these just... teams and performing and slotting in nice, which is which is kind of like a good thing to say. Like you can play on that many different teams and still, you know, maintain a well. presence in the NHL like that.
0: Yeah. Like his his presence with the Montreal Canadiens is like the most well known here. Like 2018 with 28 goals, 44 assists was massive then it was like the next year on 2019, 2020 with 17 goals and 27 assists. But after that, it kind of fell apart maybe kind of with just assist-wise. But goal-wise, it was, it was like nine goals, two goals last season. Mm. I mean, I mean this season, 18 goals, 31 assists. So,
1: so let's so circle back real on. quick. We have one to cover here, the Patrick Kane trade going over the Rangers. Is Patrick Kane going to score 26 goals this season? This is our post-to-post picks for the week, brought to you by Corona Premier. Um, This number of 26 goals is to match last season's goals. I believe he's sitting at 16, 16, and there are 22 games left on the Rangers roster. Maybe something like that. Something like that.
0: It was like it was like 20 games. So here we go. So we'll break this down for everyone here. So it was like 20 games left for the uh, for the New York Rangers here. He's got 16 goals so far this season, and 26 was the goals that he left uh, that he had last season. So I was like, can he get 10 goals in 20 games? And I say, yeah. I say, yeah, he can.
1: All right. You're going with yes? I, I with am yes. certainly thinking that he's not going to be able to I get, get to that. Do it. Uh, I think that the time constraint is too much, and I don't know how much you know, where they're going to slot him in, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, he's going to be one of the top guys, but... Daily Faceoff had him on second line. Second line seems kind of right to me. Is probably, who is it, Zabanajad and Kreider, maybe? I think so. And then like that. Panarin, Tarasenko on top line, and one other guy, probably. I forget. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's what we're looking at now. Are you ready to get into the signs? <laughs> the signings, because we have a few of those to cover. Oh, God, uh, that's yeah. all the trades for this week. Obviously, a couple more to touch up next week. Trade deadline, 3 p.m. tomorrow. Kind of finishing up, yeah. As of now, it's 12 a.m., so we got exactly 13 hours until... No, sorry, 15 hours. Nice math. Well, that's what happens when you do a midnight math. <laughs> uh, 15 hours to trade deadline. <laughs> there we go. So here we go. The Washington Capitals have signed defenseman Nick Jensen to a three-year deal worth $12.15 million. That's a 4.05 mil AAV. Nice. Nice. The Red Wings have signed defenseman Jake Wallman to a three-year deal worth 10.2 mil. That's 3.4 mil AAV. So that seems to be about the number for that second pair D guy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, walman has been a great defenseman for the Red Wings, here. I really like. I do really like the signing. I think it's a good steal for them, too. 3.4 mil. Mm-hmm.
1: Good price. Yep. We have two massive ones to cover right here. I'm just going to hit them all back-to-back. The yep. Red Wings have locked their captain up forward. Dylan Larkin to an eight-year deal worth 69.6969 million. Uh, 8.7 mil AAV. Oof. And the Boston Bruins have signed Signed forward david poshanock to an eight-year deal worth 90 million 11.25 mil aav
0: bobby girl getting that fucking money baby <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so i was
1: talking to my team this week about david poshanock and i was like honestly dude like looking at the roster and like everything like where the team's trending if he hasn't signed yet i was saying literally last week like he can go to the open market right now and go for 11.5 Anyone. mil. Anyone. and i didn't think the bruins gonna whip we're gonna whip the wallet out and keep him here and they did they, they got did. him for 11.25 for the next Eight years, so eight more years of pasta, pasta dinner every night. Um, I think it's great. It's the best thing the Bruins have done in a long time.
0: For such a somehow cheap ass organization that somehow ropes in these great players for what two times less than mm. what they're worth. That,
1: that's not them being cheap though. That's them taking a team friendly deal and yeah, you know right. Bergeron and Marchand.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's just crazy, but hell hell of a sign here for David. Potter, yeah, doctor. big. Big big sign. Uh, I want to go back to Dylan Larkin here. So he just he just signed this deal, and then the uh, Bruins picked up uh, oh, I'm fucking blanking on Bertuzzi. His name. Bertuzzi here, and he, he came out like literally like as as it happened. I guess him and Bertuzzi are like really good friends like for a long time. Yeah, they played a like, lot of their career together. He was like really beside himself after that trade. So. Um, it's just like you got like a get a deal like this where you're just happy as shit, and then all of a sudden your buddy just kind of leaves. And you're like, oh yeah. fuck.
1: Good yeah. on Detroit though, locking their captain up. You definitely need Dylan Larkin in that locker room. He's the future. You know, transition the, the team as well as you need to, but you know you got to center around someone. I think Dylan Larkin's a great guy to. To do it with. Right, exactly. St. Louis Blues have signed forward Sammy Bly to a one-year deal worth $1 million, so he's sticking around again. Yeah. And the San Jose Sharks, uh, two small ones here. San Jose Sharks signed defenseman Derek Pouliot to a one-year deal worth 750 k And the Senators signed goalie Dylan Ferguson to a one-year deal worth 750
0: k Dylan Ferguson, I remember him, uh, was it New York Rangers? He filled in like a few times, I believe, and uh, he looked really good, but he keeps, he's going to be one of those goalies that just like bounces up and down i can't see him as yeah. a uh, as a backup or just anyone that's really sitting on the bench unless like he really starts to prove himself but
1: as bad as the senators are this season they got a decent tandem for the future too so oh yeah you know maybe he'll grow and develop in the ahl and Mads, sell mad Matt
0: Sogard has been fucking unreal for uh, for them uh i feel like auto Senators always seems to have like these goalies
1: to just like do really really out of nowhere well for like a season nowhere. or two and yep. then fucking fade into the sunset yeah <laughs> so hopefully they get one that can stick around <laughs> But we're probably about an hour in on that recording button, right, Matt? Oh God, yeah. And we are ready to start the episode, Because <laughs> we usually have a couple trades, couple signs we cover, and then we get right into it. So All you right, guys Billy, ready?
0: Stop the intro, Billy. There yeah. we go. And cut. and cut. Welcome
1: back. All right. So <laughs> this move has to be the wildest thing I've ever seen on the ice. Minnesota's Kirill Kaprizov cuts the tongues of his skates off. I
0: I, I just wonder uh, why.
1: I that like sounds painful to me. Like I just picture lace lace bite. But, like, at the center of your shin, like, that's that's just nuts. I think
0: he, like, sands it down. I, oh, he's
1: point. got to, yeah. He's but, like, to. it looked like you could see, like, the white plastic in there or whatever it is. And I feel like, like, when you're skating, the tongue gives that push back on your skate when you flex your ankle forward. Mm-hmm. And that's part of how you're getting so much, you know, power out of your stride. And, and to see him do that and, like, the speed that he gets, it's kind of nuts. I don't understand what did it, and it'd be nice to see someone get an interview with him and, and figure out, you know, why he does that. You know what the
0: craziest part about this, too? It's going to be, like, the rich kids with, like, gear. that's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. I'm gonna, I'm and gonna... then
1: they hate it and throw it away.
0: Yeah, I mean, they hate it and throw away, and the, like, then, the new Bowers. And, and then
1: and... hang it up behind them for their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do have a couple touch-ups on Buffalo, too. This was a couple interesting facts. The last time the Buffalo Sabres were in a playoff spot on February 24th was 2010, so they haven't been actively years. you know, in, in the run it's in fucking 13 years. That's crazy, so I would trash, like to see them baby. sneak in. They're fun to watch. They're a good team. Um, yeah, Change
0: the rage, baby. It's the future. Um, Craig Anderson, too, out of fucking left field for that for that old son of a bitch but he's been playing like really fucking well him and eric comery have been like a solid tandem out of like left field and i think it really helps when you have uh the guys in front of them that can like really back up like their play and everything too so buffalo has been like just a great team and uh this comes after the bruins just fucking wiped their ass with them earlier tonight but they're still still a great team, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the big question mark of this team was are they going to be able to maintain how hot their goaltending was with an old Craig Anderson and a young Eric Comrie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that they maintained, but they're decent. You know what I mean? They've they've kept the ship afloat. Yeah. Uh, Craig Anderson became the oldest goalie in NHL history to stop 50 plus shots in a regular season game at 41 years and 279 days old. Too. Oh man, a lot of work for the old man.
0: I'm trying to think who's – oh, no, I'm thinking of a – who's a – no, fuck it. I'm thinking of a Montreal Canadiens player but wasn't a goalie. That was was just my thought. He, like, left. I don't know. Fuck it. Okay.
1: Uh, The Pittsburgh Penguins have placed forward Kasperi Kapanen on waivers this week, and he was quickly claimed by the St. Louis Blues. Good pickup. I do have one little – Crosby snippet too this is probably all we're gonna have this week but uh he became the 14th player in NHL history Sidney Crosby to have 13 70 plus point seasons so that's an elite club there Mm -hmm, uh Kasperi Kapanen going to waivers too was kind of nuts and seeing him get picked up so early for the blues um definitely cool to see I don't know
0: the problem with these waivers too is just like almost all the time like when you put them on waivers like it seems are just trying to send them down to the AHL because they're trying to figure out the roster. And the unfortunate mm. part with something like this, I guarantee you they're just trying to get him down to the AHL and kind of sneak him in there, yeah. and the Blues are just like, nah, we'll Th- take them. That's exactly
1: why it works, though. You know what I mean? That keeps the, the league honest in a way. Right. Um, but it's just kind of weird for them to bring this guy in who's kind of been struggling in an NHL lineup after moving on from a guy that's, you know... Uh, not doing so well for yourself in Barbashev. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what he does and where he goes. I think Captain's a hell of a player, and it sucks to see him out of the Penguins organization. I would have liked to see him in the future. I think
0: the Penguins organization this year, just in general, has been having a rough fucking time. Yeah, like if you watch like any of the games, like I, I was at some points, you're just like staring at the screen, like. What are you doing? Like, yep. this isn't the Penguins, like, team that I'm used to watching. Like, why is there three guys on, like, one dude? And Why is there just, like, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets player just standing right in front of Chris and Jari, like, unopposed, you know? like
1: We're, uh, we're going to put, like, um, that really sad music over the background of you talking there, just a, a Penguins <laughs> fan just crying about it. Like, oh, I'm sorry, don't you have, like, a million cups thanks to Crosby? Like, it's going to happen
0: going to happen eventually.
1: Another team that played with the waiver wire this week, the Maple Leafs placed defenseman Jordy Ben on waivers. Kind of surprising to yeah. me but I haven't heard his name in a little bit so no. it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's go back to St. Louis real quick too. Robert Thomas had a response to his coach's Craig Berube's comments about the team's lack of passion. He says, quote, I've been a part of this team for a long time. What he said couldn't be further from the truth. I know everyone in that room cares. So mm, it's good awesome. to see him step up and have something to say. Like they need a leader in that room and I think Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrie are going to have to take the reins a little bit.
0: Yep. Yep, 100. I th- I actually really love this, uh, just from like a team perspective, or uh, uh, yeah, uh, just a player perspective. Where it just like it really shows, like, and to the fans just in general, but, like, hey, listen, like, no, this is this isn't how we actually feel in the locker room. Yeah, like, you know, this is this is a team situation. Craig Ber- Craig Berube can say whatever he wants, but as a team, we know what the truth is. Yeah, so.
1: someone had to answer for it. GM, player, someone had to step up and say something. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Uh, did you see this local legend, oh, Yes, a it young Florida it. Panthers fan, getting his 15 seconds of fame on the Jumbotron by chugging a 20-ounce bottle of Coke? Instagram ruined these new generations, huh? No, it's not Instagram. He's watching his dad at home. He's like, yeah, slamming beers, watching the Panthers game and whipping a beer off the TV. He's like, let's
0: go. This dude's wishing it was a Corona premiere.
1: But the way, yeah. he, was do-
0: this way he was doing it, was he shirtless? I can't
1: uh, remember. No, he had a he had that alternate uh, Panthers yeah, jersey, the blue right. with the palm tree logo.
0: fucking chugging it. I'm like. You know, it's it was kind of long, too. like legend. It,
1: it kind of took him a while, but like yeah, I right. wouldn't be able to chuck 20 no, ounces of Coke. There you go. good. And he's, like, squeezing the bottle, too, so With, like you can feel the pressure. Without
0: burping, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Without burping. Exactly. So you're really going to give this guy some credit here. Yeah. Kid's a legend.
1: Insane. Kevin George in uh, Detroit. Oh, yeah. You link up. Two
0: legs. Um, but, yeah, it was fucking cool as shit to see. So Boston, we're going to move on here to the Boston. So... Uh, the first goal, first goalie goal since Pecorino in 2020 happened this week as the Bruins took down the Canucks 3-1 with an empty net goal from Linus Almark. This was also the Bruins' first goalie goal in team history. Almark went on to steal a win this week uh, from the Calgary Flames 4-3 in overtime, stopping 54 of 57 shots, which is also the all-time single-game saves record for the Bruins. The Bruins were outshot 57 to 20, which is also the most the Bruins have ever been outshot by an opponent. One last stat: Omark won third star of the month for February, posting a 6-0-0 record, a .947 save percentage, and a 1.79 GAA. I'm at a loss for words, yeah. for this dude. Have I'm a there, but I'm, I'm at a fucking loss for this word. Like <laughs> we we're just talking before we started recording that. Uh, the whole Jeremy Swayman Dan Vladar situation uh, last yeah, last season. It was weird, because uh, Tugarask was in this was in the fucking realm of everything, so they didn't know what the hell was going on. But Dan Vladar was shipped to Calgary Flames. Tugaras ended up retiring and in the offseason they,
1: they had the Bruins waited and waited and then landed on Omark. Omark.
0: And in my head I'm like, Omark, you mean the backup for the buffalo sabers like what what the fuck you doing and then all mark this season uh as of march 3rd has taken that post-to-post podcast backdrop that we have and has been using it as toilet paper this entire season because holy shit we gave him shit for no fucking reason at this point
1: yeah i don't know how the bruins do this but like they just see something in a guy and they they know like what he's got and like Allmark's one of those guys that had something that they could see. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Can we go
0: back to that goal? Because I, the first I sent you the post, Dude. and the first words out my mouth was sauce.
1: Dude, that thing was fifteen feet off the ice. You had Canucks players with their sticks over their head trying to touch the puck. Still couldn't and touch couldn't it. Couldn't reach it, and, it, and it, was, it landed in like the
0: high slot. It was from like his fucking net. Again, like what you yeah. said, like fifty feet up, the, up in the air, it didn't drop until like the other side's face like off. Like the hash marks, I'm Like, yeah. Dude, your wrists are made of metal. He like, had time, so much time to like line
1: that? it up, set it up, and everything. And I was like, "That's so." sick.
0: And that was on the Vancouver Canucks' first line, by the way. Which that was so sick. Slap in the fucking face of the Vancouver Canucks. It, it was just everything about that was just unreal. I was yeah. like, "What a perfect like
1: to go down the line to and get fist bumps." Like that's that's such a cool <laughs> that feeling. That cool That's awesome.
0: <laughs> but I was like, "What a cool." What's the word I'm looking for? Just, like, an awesome thing to do for, like, such a, like, record-breaking season that one of the Boston Bruins have had this season and just – Alliance Omar in his career has had to just yeah. add a goalie goal to that. And on
1: top of this all, what well, you're talking about record breaking with a win tonight over the Sabres, the Bruins set a new NHL record for the fastest team to hundred points doing so in just sixty one games. So they are technically on pace to have the best season of all time. I feel like Bruins fans and just fans in general don't want to say that, so they don't jinx anything, but <laughs> I mean, that's just fucking crazy, dude. It's, this it's, team is so good. And well. Swayman we were looking at the NHL leaderboards. I think Allmark was number one, obviously. He was the only goalie under a 2.0 GAA. And Swayman was, like, number four, maybe, number five. He was right up there She's with them, too. It. The only other team with both goalies in their tandem on that top ten was uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, mm-hmm. Antti Ranta, and Frederick Anderson.
0: That Calgary Flames game, uh, I, I took a photo of it. It was, like, third pair with, like, 15 minutes left or something like that. At one
1: point it was 40-9, to nine, dude. It was bad the, the way shots. they would get no Calgary Flames were,
0: like, it was, like, yeah, 40 shots on goal to, like, just nine shots But on I goal. think
1: they were also on, on their, like, it, may, it might have been a back-to-back, uh, like, the last game of a back-to-back four-game, like, road trip to something like that. The but.
0: Bruins had no fucking reason to win that game. Yeah, and, and All Omar steals it. just steals it. It really gets to share, like, a goalie can steal a game, and holy shit, did he steal it.
1: But it's just, as cool as it is to set these records and shit, it's like, is this really what we're spending our gas on right now? Like, are we going <laughs> to fucking be the classic President's Trophy team to win it, like, win everything in the regular season, and and be the sickest team of all time, bed. and then get fucking bounced by the eight-seed Columbus Blue Jacks <laughs> looking at you, Tampa Bay? Like,
0: fuck. It's just, it's just been unreal. It's, it, if you're like a hardcore Bruins fan, man, you you are in your fucking glory yeah, this, this season. Is the, everyone's
1: saying this is the best they've been since, like, the 1974 season, I think, when they didn't win the Cup or something yeah. like that. I forget.
0: I I will say I, I I love Allmark now, but there's a li- there's too many Bruins fans now saying goaded like best uh, get best uh, goalie in Bruins history. Hey,
1: listen, if he gets a cup, he's better than Tuka Rask. And if he it, Tuka Rask doesn't have a cup, yeah, you're right. And if he does, oh well, yeah, Tuka Rask has a cup on the bench. And if he does get it, who's a better goalie than him in, in Bruins history? I would say Tim Thomas personally. But it was really just that one like. That one season for him, don't you think? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah,
0: it's, it's just been it's been a wild ride. It, it really has. I can't. Even, I, all right, let's move on.
1: Yeah, I'm going to yeah. touch on okay. one more goalie here, real quick. Uh, we'll stick to the Anaheim Ducks for two little tidbits. John Gibson is the first goalie since the 1955-56 season to have three plus games with 50 plus saves in a <sighs> single month. So he's doing what Craig Anderson and Omar are doing, but three <laughs> times and probably losing too. <laughs>
0: And That's this week, when you're a shit team.
1: This week, the Ducks compla- claimed a defenseman for him to hopefully block a couple shots. Scott Harrington off of waivers from the New Jersey Devils. So picking up some, you know, little little side piece from uh, a good team in the Devils.
0: I do want to see Gibby move. I, I want to see Gibson move to like, uh, a dude, better team.
1: 15 hours left? I don't think it's happening. I, I think the Ducks are just like, we, we need you. <laughs> we fucking need <laughs> you right now. Please don't leave us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might do something in the offseason, but you yeah. can't leave us right now.
1: Uh, we did have a number retirement, too. Patrick Marlowe, local legend, uh, retired his number in San Jose this week. Joe Thornton was a little cut up about it, very emotional. Mm-hmm. Nice to see his number go up to the rafter, a guy that definitely deserves it. One absolute, of the league's Ironmen.
0: Absolute legend when the San Jose Sharks were, like, fucking top-tier type of team, you know? Yeah. So uh, for the San Jose Sharks fans, uh, definitely a uh, one of those guys that you definitely have the jersey for. You definitely have memories of watching as a kid, you know? That's how that's long he's been with the organization, so right. good for him. And, uh, what am I trying to swear over right now? Oh, so we got some more news for the Anaheim Ducks here. So this no, week, I got that already. Oh, sorry, my bad. So let's move on here to the Edmonton Oilers versus the Colorado Avalanche. Milan Lucic and Curtis McDermott. Two of the league's toughest heavyweights went at it uh the other day, and Lucic showed everyone he still got it. That old bastard. And, uh, dude, imagine getting hit by, like, Lucic's fist.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm not even going to think about that. <laughs> um... A lot of the guys this week were talking about um with oh god, who got injured on the Bruins for fuck's sakes. I'm so tired right now. This is ridiculous. Um Taylor Hall <laughs> Taylor and Hall Felino and being Felino. out. Yep. So they were talking about with him being out, like Felino being out, like who who can you bring in for like a little bit of grip to the team? Like, imagine bringing Lucic back for just just like just <sighs> just get, just the, get the boys back together. <laughs> Bergeron, Marshan, Lucic, like dude, that would be so sick. Go on a fucking run. Oh, My God, I would be going nuts, but... You um, know know how you can, like,
0: have, like, your own uh, goal song yeah it'd be like the boys are back yeah down, dude boys yeah for sure for sure yep
1: the the bruins i don't think are doing that though a few teams are i think there's maybe like five or six of them but like i think the bruins are one team that just keep that one song yep, yeah um but yeah lucic and mcdermott going at it that was a big heavyweight tilt um mm-hmm. definitely cool to see lucic in his age still fucking still has it mm-hmm. curtis mcdermott you know big big name i think what everyone's really waiting on is lucic versus reeves
0: oh god yeah right yeah Yep. I don't know if Lucic... I
1: liked um, Reeves-Delaurier last season. Those were some good fights. Now they're teammates. <sighs> Fuck yeah.
0: Yep. I don't know. We could, uh, They can still have those practice little scrums. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little, <laughs> little dust
1: up in practice when they miss playoffs.
0: I don't know if Lucic knows this, but like he's still like a Boston legend. Like Anytime you bring up Lucic, was, like... Yeah, dude, he was like, like, the fucking dude,
1: king of the North End. He's just an Italian stallion, dude. <laughs> Italian stallion. And he can fucking gas a beer no problem it takes him like eight seconds it's gone
0: i wonder if he's gonna be one of those guys that just like he'll, he'll like retire and be like eh, i'm moving to boston
1: maybe yeah i mean it's a pretty hot spot destination for guys to retire to so
0: yeah people love it shower did it i don't Chara, know why this Chara's fucking good.
1: weather sucks oh, fucking. actually it's been pretty light winter this year but moving on moving on moving on uh so
0: we, moving on from that the nashville <clears throat> predators GM David uh, Poyle is retiring at the end of the season and Barry Trotz will be taking over his role. Poyle has been the GM of the team since their creation in 1998. Trotz was also the team's first head coach and held that position until the end of 2014 uh, when he was not brought back. Uh, Barry Trotz is uh, a legend just like in general he's one of like the I would say one of the top um, top coaches like the the league's seen. Ever had? Yeah, ever I would had, say yeah. so. Maybe yeah. like
1: top ten, top twenty. Yep. Definitely in that in that realm.
0: And I think he's well deserving. Uh, I I love seeing this. I think it's well deserving for Barry Trotz, who's been with an organization for so long, to get that GM role.
1: Yeah, and I think um, like a familiar face like that. You know, he knows the organization, knows the people, close with Poyle, and Poyle can kind of guide him a little bit into it. Um, I I did like him a lot when he was like on NHL Network here and there. He's got a lot of good insight on the league. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a big hockey mind, and it's good to see him get a GM job. So yeah. uh, I guess I'll leave it at that
0: yeah so congratulations to Barry Trotz and uh congratulations to a a good retirement for Boyle here too
1: so I do have a little breakdown for us too Detroit at Ottawa this week um Detroit was actually at Ottawa back-to-back two nights in a row so they're in the Ottawa Senators arena and it just did not go well for them back-to-back losses they're now on a three-game losing streak and they got leapfrogged by the Senators pushing them down to the seventh seed in the division so any hopes of a playoff run is kind of going away pretty quickly with this team Mm -hmm. uh brady kachuk in the first game of the back-to-back skated over the red wings bench at the end of the second asking the entire team quote who wants it none of you can handle it and pretty big move bold by the captain but the fact that there was no movement at all by the red wings players to shut him up like it's a big question mark for this team like i'm like no one gives a fuck about that you're just gonna let him fucking do that you know right. what, i don't know someone needs to step up and do something no
0: yeah I'm, I'm with you on that right like someone needs to at a
1: certain point you know at a certain point yeah and then i also saw this so another clip from the game that was kind of funny to watch but like also the opposite side of what i just said detroit defenseman moritz sider who's six four and senator's forward alex brinkett who's five eight one of the shortest players in the league going at it battling for a puck and sider's kind of like on top of him like pushing <laughs> down because De has a puck underneath him and he's yeah. literally like Giving him cross checks and shit, so Dubrincic gets fed up, and he starts giving Cider some like gloved jersey jab straight to the jaw. And Sider just completely stops what he's doing, <laughs> eats them, and just like looks at the ref with his hands out, like, "Is yeah, this stop, okay? Like, yeah. is this allowed now?" Yep. So I mean, that's a little bit of a of a good sign for Detroit, like the toughness of it all. But like, I don't know, dude. You got to have a little grit, little grime. Like, yep. you just got pumped two games in a row, too. Like, fuck.
0: Yeah. That that was like uh, when you're like your older cousin and like your little cousin who's just like five. Yeah, you got the reach. Thinks one of these. Yeah, just thinks like he's the shit and she tries like to swing at you. You Like, all right, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Can knock you out right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, tough look for the Red Wings. T- yeah, exactly. Um, all but around. I, I don't know. They're they're in, they're in the middle of figuring shit out. And again, remember I was, I was I was talking about throughout the whole trade thing where just like they're bringing in these these teams are bringing in these guys that could fight. They got grit and uh teams teams fucking need that i was going back i went back with my coworker and watched the 2011 bruins um uh stanley cup
1: do you remember like that era of hockey yeah that was the last team that'll ever win a cup that way i think and i also think that the teams before them for the five six years before didn't win a cup that way either i feel like the st louis blues in 19 had a little bit of that to it when they won but not the bread. same you know what i mean yeah. yeah
0: like all like fighting and shit yeah like, the, like the, the bruins
1: and with, with like tory krug running full ice for that hit like oh, there, yeah. there was a lot of like scruff there you know yeah right yeah you're right but no no i i don't think that'll ever happen again the way they want it no
0: go it's funny because going back i was like wow this game's slow compared to today yeah i was watching like a lot of like the moves like there's a lot of like a dangles but like i was like Wow. Like you just the,
1: have to keep your head up and not get fucking destroyed, right. basically.
0: You, you like, after watching, I was like, wow, like, I can see the difference, like, 10 years makes. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy.
1: I want to circle back to Detroit and Ottawa, too, real quick. Yep. I, I just think, like, the thing with Detroit, right, if, like, the team needs a guy to do that with all the young guys that you have in the roster, like... If you want to stay up and not be sent back to the AHL, don't you think at some point a guy's going to be like, hey, maybe I should fucking beat the shit out of Brady Kachuk, you know what I mean, or do something? I don't know. I don't know. And then the last thing for Ottawa, uh, this was really cool to see. Before their game tonight against the uh, New York Rangers, the Senators team surprised their teammate uh, Derek Brassard with Mm T-shirts, a Rolex, and a crate full of wine to celebrate his 1,000th game with the club. That's awesome. Brassard was super choked up in the locker room. The video was really cool. All he was able to say was, like, it's too much, and just a really cool moment to see. So. Mm -hmm. A little brightness for the end of the episode. That's all. Finally. Right? Finally the, finally the end of the episode. <laughs> also, finally, some brightness. Usually you close out with fucking some sad news. We usually get some sad news wood. after
0: this. But, uh, oh, man. Woo! What a, what an end. What a... What a need some, what uh, an episode. You need to come up for air. That was oh, a lot. That was a lot. I mean, like... After the last episode, we we're like, yeah, we should be good for a while. Like, I love the trade deadline,
1: fun. dude. I-, I didn't think we were going to be good at all. I knew there was going to be way more, but
0: and, and then, I s- kid you not, like I was kind of like half-assed, like every day because there's only like a handful, like finally doing notes, and then it was like it's been like the past two days where I shit, you not, it's like every five, ten minutes, like my phone was going off, I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? Trade deadline, trade deadline, That's what baby. happens. Yep. So I don't know. We got. We got till three o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, so maybe we'll have a few more to talk about. Yeah, I
1: refreshed before we shut everything down on the computer. Uh, nothing, nothing to update on right now. But it's also after midnight, so it's nine p.m. on the West Coast. So um, I don't think we're gonna be seeing anything else tonight. But maybe, maybe some guys are working late. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. All uh, right, cheers, cheers to the club. trade
0: deadline, buddy. Cheers to the trade deadline. <laughs> Okay. That's a wrap, baby. It's a wrap, baby. I'll call us out.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description. Check us out at post Thank you very much to Corona Premiere, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Peace.